Hey, no competitions. Hey, no competitions. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big T, a.k.a. Terrence Tenen, founder and creator of No Competitions, No Competitors, the brand, and you are now tuned in to the No Comp Podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, the uh, Sports and Health Wellness Podcast, Health Wellness Sports, whichever one you want to say. I always say, you know what I'm saying, I always give that line out because, you know, it doesn't matter. I see both important to this podcast so you know i say equally important especially the health wellness part you know uh we, we I, I do a lot of the sports but the health wellness part i do that part for a very special reason it's, it's it's all because of the love i have for you know uh the human health and wealth you know what i'm saying i want to make sure everybody has the right mindset has the right you know what i'm saying health they want to build you know what I'm saying? That's the whole focus of this no competition brand is, you know, to uh, create that mindset of a winner's mentality for everyone. So, you know what I'm saying? No matter what part of your life you want to uh, place that on, you know what I'm saying? You could do so. But uh, all this is, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that you're able to place that type of mindset in, no matter what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Whether you play a sport, whether you're uh, placing it towards your profession. Uh, you know what I'm saying, whether you're placing it towards a goal you're trying to reach, you know what I'm saying, it can be major, it can be minor, so, you know, uh, we just want to create that mindset, but we're going to go ahead and get into what this uh, segment is about tonight, and it is about college football, all about college football tonight, you know what I'm saying, we're going to take our little time with this, you know what I'm saying, we got some Big news, some uh small things to discuss, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you guys my opinion on a lot of things in the college football world tonight. So, you know, that's what our discussion is. Um, No health wellness segment tonight. Uh, Like I said, I am going to have a segment where I do uh each one. I give each one of my, uh you know, subjects uh, their own light. So I am going to have uh a health wellness segment that i do on its own just like i'm doing a college football tonight i did say i was gonna do a college football so now it's the time so we're gonna go and get to it all right and some big news of course some recent news in the college football world just recent i mean recent recent like recent recent uh in the college football world uh the firing of muschamp uh, and I say it again, the firing of Muschamp, and that's uh, University of South Carolina uh, fired Muschamp today, reported around 7 p.m. Uh, it, it was announced that the that the AD athletic director for someone that don't uh, you know what I'm saying that don't understand that terminology, you know what I'm saying I play a little sport, so you know we 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 got terminology for certain things, you know what I'm saying. So I make sure I try to detail go in detail about what what this or that means so people don't get lost but you know the athletic director uh placed out a statement today you know the university of south carolina also uh placed out a statement just you know stating that uh players and assistant coaches and such were informed you know what I'm saying they had a meeting informed everybody you know like they do they bring everybody in let them know that the coach was released or you know what I'm saying the, uh, the school decided to go a different way with the coach because you know what I'm saying apparently it wasn't working you know what I'm saying Nashville South Carolina pretty bad uh this year was looking like they was on the same road so uh 
not really competitive in their own conference, especially not on their uh, side of the conference, on the east side of their conference. You know, Florida right now taking off at their conference. Uh, but overall, you know, the SEC overall, you know, they, they weren't nowhere close. Texas A&M up this year, you know, Alabama 60-0. So, you know, so no, no surprise that South Carolina chose to go a different way. I know some of the South Carolina folks are happy about that. But, you know, uh, in his absence, you'll have the offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo, serving as interim coach for the remainder of the season. Uh, also, I just want to mention the business part about this also because, you know, I need to go in detail a little bit about this little thing here. Uh, Muschamp, you know what I'm saying, if, if, you know what I'm saying, he was fired at the end of the season, uh, you know what I'm saying, he's, for, so far as his contract, he was still going to be owed some money. So, seeing that he didn't, he's, he isn't going to finish out this season, you know, uh, he's going to be owed uh, $15 million. Um, dollars, so that's gonna finish out the contract, and you know that's a that's a part that hurts the school a little bit, just so far as you know making things work as looking for a new coach or something like that. But you know what I'm saying don't hurt them too much. You know these athletes make these schools plenty, plenty, plenty of money easier. So, but you know just all in all, he was still owed 15 million to buy out the rest of his contract. So a pretty little penny for him, you know what I'm saying, just to leave. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretty sure for a lot of South Carolina friends, happy to see him leave. So I know they're not too mad about that. Uh, okay, on to the next thing, you know what I'm saying. I'm not sure uh, how many more people are going to be looking for Munchchamp to hire. So, um, you know, this is the second team in SEC he had been dismissed from. So, uh I'm pretty sure he won't be getting another chance in the SEC at least. Maybe another school. You know how it is for some of these coaches. They just keep getting opportunity after opportunity. Another coach I'm going to speak on that a little bit later in this podcast. But, you know what I'm saying, just to throw that out there, I am going to be throwing a little shot. So, there's some some coaches here and there. But, you know, uh, some of them deserve it because, you know, and I'm sure for some of the fans, they're going to be – Feeling right where I met with it, you know, because I'm a, I'm a big college football fan, and if, and if you don't know, I'm sure a lot of people around me know that uh, specifically college football. I'm a Virginia Tech Hokies fan, you know, rocking my Virginia Tech right now. So, you know, what I'm saying if you're a hater, don't be, don't don't hate, don't hate this way. But, you know, what I'm saying we're gonna talk a little bit more about them when we get to that part. But, uh, just to go through something quick, real fast, we're gonna go through. Uh, the top 25, they got ranked right now. You know what I'm saying? This was updated today. So, we're going to go through the quick list real fast. Top 25. Alabama you, is number one. Notre Dame, you got number two, that big win against Clemson. Uh, really placed Notre Dame up there. Number three, you got Ohio State. Four, Clemson. Five, Texas A&M. Like I said, Texas A&M, you know what I'm saying, put some things together this year. Florida, number six, Cincinnati, number seven, BYU, number eight, that quarterback for BYU doing some doing some big things. Uh number nine, Indiana, once again, another quarterback, uh doing some things. So, you know, some of these teams you if anybody wonder how these teams get up there, you know, of course with some of these teams with the records, uh being what they are, some people will be 
surprised, you know. I'm I I be uh subjective to a lot of the rankings too with some of these teams and these conferences, but you know how uh some of these people and these all these and these voters are, they love some certain teams. So, you know, you'll see certain faces in there every year, whether they deserve to be in there or not. But we're gonna just uh keep on going with the list. We'll discuss that a little bit later when I try to break down these these conferences a little bit more. Just so far with uh some of these power five teams conferences uh right now. I'm probably do a little episode where I discuss a little more about some smaller schools, but right now I'm just do some of the power five conferences. But I'm gonna finish on with our list that I was completing. You know what I'm saying? Number ten, you got at number ten you got Wisconsin, eleven, Oregon, twelve, Miami, who most likely will probably go down. Uh, once they update a little bit more, 13, UGA, Oklahoma State at 14, 15, you got Marshall, uh, 16, Coastal Carolina, who is actually balling this year, you know what I'm saying, explosive offense, but you know what I'm saying, like I said, I'm trying to go a little bit more in detail when I bust down some of these conferences, uh, break down some of them, so. Number 17, you got Iowa State, Oklahoma is number 18, 19. Northwestern, 20 USC, 21 Liberty, 22 Texas, 23 Auburn, 24, uh, actually, you know, said 24 and 25, <laughs> you know, so you got some small teams up here, 24, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, 25 Tulsa, you know, what I'm saying a lot of small schools up there this year, you know, what I'm saying, of course, a lot of people have their argument about some of these small schools being up there, according to of course, having to play within our own, their own conferences, but you know what I'm saying that's the same within some of these bigger conferences too. You know what I'm saying so certain conferences like <clears throat> Pac-12 and maybe the Big Ten and the Big 12, who conferences seem to don't play no type of defense every year, but you know somehow they keep finding them with themselves in the top ten. But we're not. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't want to discuss that, but uh, you know that's a another conversation for another time when I discuss a little more about uh certain teams being in the uh top rankings every year. But for now we're just gonna keep it focused on the smaller guys who are getting some getting some love right now, you know what I'm saying? Sunbelt conference. I see you, I see you out here doing your thing, got some folks out here. Uh but, you know, that's the top twenty five right there so far as what's going on with the top rankings uh like i said i'm gonna try to go through a little bit of these conferences just try to go so far as uh some of the top team in these conferences uh right now you got the big 10 you got indiana and ohio state right now doing their thing northwestern and wisconsin those are the undefeateds in that conference so far uh you know penn state struggling this year um so that's not a much of a surprise not to me so far as how they the direction they have been going in the past few years. Uh Michigan, of course, uh I'm sure Harbaugh is on the hot, hot seat so far as I'm sure they they already looking in another direction so far as his job. So not really producing this year much for him. But like I was saying, just so far as the front runners right now in these conferences, you got Indiana, Ohio State, Northwestern and Wisconsin. That's the Big Ten. Uh, 
something interesting going down this weekend uh, on the 21st in that conference. You got Indiana and Ohio State actually playing each other. So you got number three and number nine playing each other. So that's something that's something to be looking out for right there. Um, that's really going to determine what's who's going to come out of that conference, especially on the east side right there because you got number one and two on that side uh, battling it out. That's going to be an interesting battle. I suggest everybody check that game out. I know I will be checking that thing out just to see what's going down, see if my boy uh, Justin Fields can do his thing or see if Penix Jr. going to do his thing, you know what I'm saying, see who's going to be the top dog out there, you know, both are right now on the on the list so far as Heisman. Heisman votes, you know, they, they got a lot of Heisman votes right now, but I'm going to discuss that list a little bit later in this episode. Uh, next conference I'm going to discuss it would be the Sun Belt. Like I say, you got a few teams in the Sun Belt right now balling out. Uh, you got Coastal at uh, 5-0, Appalachian State at 4-0, uh, Coastal quarterback, you know, Grayson McCall doing this thing right now. Coastal got a real explosive offense, so really something to see right there. If you haven't checked those boys out, I suggest going to watch one of the two of the games. I done checked out a few of their games this, this season, so go and check them out, man. You know what I'm saying? Coastal Carolina, shout out to Coastal, you know what I'm saying, SC. Uh, of course, Appalachian State, who seems to be doing it big year in, year out. So, you know what I'm saying? They do their thing every year. Uh, another one who may be a surprise to certain folks, but not really a su- surprise to me. Maybe not a lot, uh, big surprise to a lot of people that's involved in the college football world. But University of Louisiana Lafayette, 5-1 right now. Uh, also, they was ranked, but... You know what I'm saying? A lot of people may be surprised about that, but I'm really not surprised about that. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? In the past few years, they've been coming up. Also, they've been uh, putting a lot of upsets with some big teams lately, so not really surprised about them coming up. Uh, Something interesting to watch out in that conference, especially on the same side, just like the Big Ten on the Eastern Big Ten, East on the, the Sun Belt Conference, you got... Coastal and Appalachian playing this upcoming weekend also. So, two games, you know what I'm saying, to be looking out for. Uh, of course, and they are the two front runners in their conference So right at the moment. So, 5-0, 4-0, and Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina. Watch out for that one this upcoming weekend. So, you know, a lot of interesting games coming. And, and you know, and not just, you know, because of those games have a lot of importance you know, it's the importance, you know, just so far as rankings and smaller teams just trying to, you know what I'm saying, make a stamp for themselves so far as nationally being known. Uh, all these games, you know what I'm saying, whether it's the 0 and 4 game teams or, you know what I'm saying, 1 and 5, 1 and 3, 1 and 4 uh, teams, you know what I'm saying, a lot of these teams, you know, you got to, uh, Try to check them out, man. All these games be exciting, man. Not just not just a few of uh, uh, lower level, you know what I'm saying, games. Uh, Division three, Division two, you know what I'm saying. If you, I, I'm a I'm a lover of college football, so I I just like to preach, you know what I'm saying, to the crowd so far, just checking it out. But you know, 
Uh, and the reason I love it so much is because of, you know what I'm saying, just the feel for it that, that, that these guys have, you know, these are young men playing for something much more, whether it's for their school or whether it's for the extra cash to try to make some cash so far as making it to the league. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, uh, when you go through college, everybody's discusses and talks about, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, the percentage of players making it to the league, also your chances. So, you know what I'm saying? And then for these guys to still come out there and believe in something and try and try to be within that, that few percentile, you know what I'm saying? It's something special to see. So that's one reason I really love college football. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we're going to try to move on with these conferences a little bit. Uh, right now, you got the Big 12. You got Iowa State right now holding it down, 5-1. and one. Oklahoma State, 4-2. and two. Uh, Kansas State. Uh, you got Oklahoma, 4-2 and two right now. Uh, a lot of few, few teams in the Big 12 ahead of uh, Oklahoma. That's 18 right now. But, but you know, like I say, that's all in all. One, of the, like I said, another discussion of teams that uh are showed with favoritism so far as these rankings. Uh, also, you know, what I'm saying so far as the rankings, uh, something I should have discussed when I was talking about the rankings. A lot of a lot of questions so far as teams that had just started some some seasons. Well, so far as started their season, you know what I'm saying? The Big Ten was one they had recently started not too long ago. Uh, the next conference I'm going to talk about, uh, the Pac-12. Uh, they had just started on the 7th, so, you know, decided to join in. And, we, I mean, we all knew the reason or, you know what I'm saying, or why some of these schools was hesitant, you know what I'm saying, to, to participate in, in a season, so... You know what I'm saying? Especially with the pandemic we were dealing with. So everybody understands that. And nobody blames anyone so far as uh, having been hesitant on making a decision so far as wanting to put their teams out there. Because, you know, they, uh, the people that's making these decisions, they're not only just thinking about, you know what I'm saying, football. they got to consider, you know what I'm saying, a whole school body that, you know what I'm saying, these players that have close contact to and stuff like that. Especially with these these new the new deal that so far and what I mean the new deal so far as the uh new ways they're dealing with this COVID so and, and uh this new thing so far as the contract take the contact contact tracing. You know what I'm saying? And that's just it's, if you don't know about it, that's just dealing with uh even, you know what I'm saying, being precautions and, and all the precautions that they take with these players and prior to games and prior to practice and stuff like that, this new uh, contact tracing uh, that's involved with it now, uh, it, uh, it can, you know what I'm saying, hold a player out, hold a few players out, uh, coaches, anything like that, just so far as the study they do as the history of the people you may have been in contact, you know what I'm saying, that had COVID or something like that. So, this new contact tracing that they do in this sports nowadays is crazy. So, you know what I'm saying? That's another thing to look out so far. But but then again, like I say, it's all within the the whole thing of being precautious. You know what I'm saying? It's all for the health of not only just for these athletes, but for a whole student body that they have to consider. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a university, you know what I'm saying? It's open to uh, a lot of students there. So, 
you know, uh, they have to consider all of them. And, you know, that's understandable. So, uh, at least for, you know, saying somebody that understands that. And, and if you didn't, I try to explain it a little bit so that way people can understand that it's more than just that, that they have to consider. But, you know, speaking on that, uh, we can't really, uh, have much of opinion so far as for the teams that decided to have a delayed season uh but i want to know i do want to mention that i feel bad for them if they gotta miss a game due to something now you know what i'm saying they already had decided to delay the season so now they out here having something had to get delayed i'm i'm have to consider that they just have to miss that that miss out on that game because right now you know everything's so tight so far as scheduling with everything, they trying to figure out this college uh, playoffs and how these bowl games can go and stuff like that so far already. So if uh, if something happens that's uh, involved with this pandemic, it already puts everything in the bind. So, you know what I'm saying? But can't feel sorry for them neither because they chose to start late. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? Y'all chose to come, come to the party a little late. So if y'all got to miss, you know what I'm saying, some games or two due to this issue that's going on or whether no matter what the issue, you know what I'm saying, can't be upset about that. Yeah, uh, You know what I'm saying, because, you know, we right now, the Pac-12 is only in this second week of games. So that's why I just said that. So, you know, you got Oregon and Washington State right now, uh, Colorado and USC, uh, front running right now for them so you know uh like i say they only in their second week so if something happens within some of those games and i think one already did just so far as ucla so uh and only being within the second week you know like i said they have to just miss out on that and uh like a, uh a lot of it's been funky you know what i'm saying this pandemic made a lot of things crazy it's been a crazy year so you know uh, I think that's just we had something that had to just take on the chin so far as missing out on those games, and I think that should affect maybe a ranking or maybe their decision so far as making it somewhere, unless they have a hell of a season so far as the rest of the games they play. Now, if that's the case, then you know what I'm saying if they could play up to about six or seven games. You know what I'm saying? Then that's fine. But you know, if they happen to mess up or miss anything. And, and they decided to tack that on because of that. Then I, you know, I understand that too, just so far as the NCAA uh, view from that. So, you know, uh, just to move on from the Pac-12, we'll go ahead and go to, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people's favorite, but you know, my boys ain't in this one, but, you know, uh, the SEC uh, right now on the east of the SEC, you got Florida at 4-1. And you got Georgia right now at four and two. Georgia, man, uh, that dominance they usually have uh, so far as the defense ends, really, they really missing that this year. So uh, I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe you know, they still they still in the top so far as recruiting class. Now that hasn't went anywhere, but so far as uh, maybe it's the coaching end. I I, I want to say maybe, but you know, it could. A lot of times it's a piece here and there. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, you as a coach, you you gotta have these guys ready 
And especially college, you're dealing with kids. You already know that. You know you what you're dealing with. You know you're dealing with have to having to develop some people. So, you know what I'm saying? And the great coaches show uh, how they can handle these things. You know what I'm saying? You got Alabama out here doing it up every year. So, you know what I'm saying? They, and they show you how you can keep replacing uh, folks every year, each year, no matter the position, and keep it and keep a high-powered offense, high-powered defense. So, you know, uh, like I say, just something you got to just continue to figure out and keep going with. Uh, Alabama, of course, on the West, like I said, spoke on Alabama, number top dogging, uh, and surprisingly, like I said, Texas and them five and one. Like I said, they doing their thing right now. Uh, and that's the SEC. Like I said, uh, just playing within each other, you know, it gives these teams a lot of chance to lose. And that's good for, for me and my boys. But then again, it's hurting us too. So I don't think I can really speak too much on it. So, uh, But um, go ahead and move to the ACC. Uh, right now, top dog is... Notre Dame and Clemson right now. Uh that's one and two. You got Miami right now at uh six and one. So, you know, uh and one thing I did want to speak on just so far as my boys just want to speak on the Notre Dame thing and, and, and Notre Dame being allowed to be a part of the ACC this year. Uh last thing I remember when they uh independent uh, how the independent doing so far this year? Uh, and I think just due to the fact that teams had to play within their own conference and independence, uh, really not being a conference of its own. Uh, I think that was a real issue, just so far as them. And I think that sucks so far as ACC because you know now they top dog in it. But you know at the end of the day, like I always say, uh, if you're gonna beat them, go and beat them. But you know, Clemson was dealing with their number two quarterback. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence been in the game, would it been different? Mm, I think it would have been. Maybe so, uh, you know, just because he knows offense and just because his play style. So he's not a Heisman candidate for no reason. So I think the game would have been different if if Trevor Lawrence would have played, but he didn't. But, you know, so right now I know the damn top dog in uh I still find it crazy. They had an opportunity to join the ACC not too long ago. Chose not to. Chose to stay independent so they could have an opportunity to play whoever they wanted and have the opportunity to stay in them top rankings, which it seems like they're trying to do this year other than the fact that they, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't going to be looking too pretty for them in independent. So they decided to be a part of the ACC, which is crazy to me. Basketball, they are, but football, they chose not to, but now they are. Uh, it's crazy to me. Uh, right now I want to just go ahead and discuss my boys a little bit, and what I mean by my boys, I'm talking about, of course, Virginia Tech. Hey, hey, and uh, right now we at four and three. Uh, of course, you know what I'm saying. Like I said, just uh, spoke on another tent uh, contact, just so far as the coaching aspect, and like I spoke on Muschamp, I'm hoping that uh. Another firing happens this year, and what I mean by that is, I'm talking about Virginia Tech's head coach Justin Fuente. Please, Virginia Tech, wake up and see that this man needs to go. Uh, actually, got a little segment, lit, lit, lit side segment I'm gonna do right now 
for my boys, just try to help them out, try to open the school eyes, and it's called the Fire for Winte, uh piece right now. All right, <clears throat> I'm going to try to go through it real quick, but it's going to be for my boys, and I hope that the Virginia Tech is listening out. Somebody from Virginia Tech, just please listen in the office and consider what I'm saying. Just listen to me for a second. All right, <sighs> just for Winte. I'm just going down his coaching career, the things he's doing right now to this team, to destroy this team. Oh, man, we miss Frank Beamer so much. Frank Beamer, Bud Foster, that that combination, man, just every time I just talk about it, it almost bring a tear to my eyes, just reminiscing on the days we was going bowl game and my football game. Uh, okay, just some quick things I want to mention about Just Fuente and my list piece of Five Fuente. Okay, this man it's earning an annual salary of $4 million. Listen to what I say. $4 million. All right. Now, that's the annual salary of that right there. Now, this man is supposed to be a quarterback specialist. Now, how you been at a job for five years? Five years. And still haven't, and within those five years, haven't found a quarterback to take hold of your team. Right now, we got my boy Henry Hooker. Hey, my boy Henry Hooker be doing this thing. I believe if Fuente opens up the playbook a little bit more for him, give him more opportunities to learn something instead of running this damn RPO, maybe, you know what I'm saying, he'll be more of a quarterback and maybe more considerably, you know what I'm saying, a great passer in college football. But, you know, right now he he's trapped in a system where he has to run certain plays especially the same plays over and over and over and over which it seems like i seems like our, our offense is a, a broken record just plays the same thing over and over and over it's getting ridiculous like i mean open up the offense for the kid you know what i'm saying the only way he gonna learn is you know what i'm saying you keep throwing things at him don't don't keep him on a consistent basis and offer him nothing else to you know what i'm saying expand his mind so that's one issue I have with them. Uh, okay. So, I just want to speak on that part of it so far as the quarterback. He's supposed to be a quarterback specialist. So, I'm going to just go down a quick list of some folks he worked with just so far as being a quarterback specialist. Uh, Andy Dalton, Paxton Lynch, two of those quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, those are two people, known names that played for him. So, uh, I guess that that's what he has on his reputation. Uh but just so far as head coaching, he's still he's still struggling, man. Still struggling. I did a segment a while ago, also talking about the. Uh, also, I did, I wrote a little piece on my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? People go check that out. No comp uh, on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I'll go check out Terrence Ten and my other Instagram because I do a lot of pieces on both of them. So I write them out and print them out and place them. I don't know where I like to write about uh, and discuss some things I may have an issue with so far as the sports world. Uh, but just to keep going about this this conversation right here. Okay, five seasons. Okay, his full season right uh, just so far as Virginia Tech. Uh, five seasons, 37 and 23. And within the conference, 24 and 14. One bowl game win. And then the bowl game you won, you, it wasn't with your team. It was, first off, it was with Frank Beamer's team. Uh, 
you know, that Frank Beamer team who we had a few, a lot of seniors on that defense, uh, including the two Edmund brothers who are playing in the field right now. Uh, I always like to mention that, you know, my boy, if we do got some Hokies in that, in that league right now, <laughs> but you know, just continue about this. Uh, okay. So 2016, he comes to the, t- he comes to the team, uh, you know what I'm saying? I was a little iffy about him when he came. You know what I'm saying? I, I knew Frank Beamer had to retire sooner or later. Uh, so the time came. You know what I'm saying? They discussed. We had this new guy coming in. He was he was a new face. Had had Memphis on top. Had Memphis killing it. Had everybody food. I'm telling you, it had everybody food from 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 every every Virginia Tech Hokie fan on the East Coast. Everybody, because this it was all a bunch of smoke. I'm telling you. So I'm gonna go through his Memphis record real quick. Okay, he was at Memphis for four years. Uh, his first year at Memphis, you know, four and eight. Uh, overall record four and four in the conference. Uh, that's in 2012. That's when they was in Conference USA. They uh. You know, Memphis moved up, of course, to American. Uh, so in 2013, he was he did a little bit worse. And I don't know what it is about his first year in places and him doing and him regressing, but it's a it's a real thing. So I'm gonna go through it real quick. 2013, three and nine overall record, one and seven in the in the conference, and that's the first time moving up a little bit. Uh, 2014. Ten and three, so they do a little bit better. Seven and one, uh, beat BYU in the Miami Beach Bowl at the end of that season. So give them a bowl game win right there. Of course, you got Paxton Lynch as your quarterback in that season. Uh, so ten and three right there. 2015 started regressing a little bit more. Uh, of course, was probably you know what I'm saying got some hype so far as winning that bowl game with Paxton and stuff like this. So some big teams probably start looking at him. So of course probably had start having his eye on some other things. But at the end of the day, forget all that. You know what I'm saying? If you a head coach of a team, you, you gotta finish out what you done. Finish out what you done started. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether unless the team gets rid of you and you have no choice but to leave. You know what I'm saying? I feel like these guys that just you getting paid all this money to do do a job so, you know what I'm saying, do your job and if you get and if you know what I'm saying, you get the opportunity to go somewhere else, that's great. And I ain't hating on nobody for getting the opportunity to go the else. But you know what I'm saying, just so far as this giving these guys opportunity to coach these bowl games and stuff like that, no, they getting paid too much money to not to have the option. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't get fired and your job was to coach the season throughout and coach the season throughout because it's a lot of issues that goes within them these last year where folks just leave and let somebody else coach the team. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not at the end of the day, it's still your team. You know what I'm saying? So whether you coached them or not, this was still a team you put together. The system is still yours. These assistant coaches that was placed there are still yours. So, you know what I'm saying? What happens in these bowl games when you leave, is still somewhat of your responsibility because this is still your mark that you left on this team, and this is still pretty much your face. It's just you, you're not physically there. So the 2015 season, the last season before he he leaves uh, Memphis and comes to Virginia Tech, you know, he was 9-3, 5-3 in the conference, you know what I'm saying, went to the uh, Birmingham Bowl. That's the first time we would have got to see this guy play 
a valuable opponent because they play Auburn in this game. So, now, the reason why I went on that quick rant about coaches finishing out their studs, they st- uh, you know what I'm saying, they stay so far as uh, in, a, in a year, we're not leaving during these bowl games because he left during the bowl game, so the assistant coach had to finish out the uh their bowl game for him. So, and I ain't talking about like leaving during. I'm talking about like before. You know what I'm saying? You know that if they get the opportunity to go somewhere else, it was announced that he became the head coach for uh he got the job for the Virginia Tech Hokies. So that was the reason he chose not to uh coach in that last game. So that's why I say at the end of the day, finish out these games. Cause this would be the opportunity we got to see what he really does. Make him coach this game and prove a point, Virginia Tech, before you make this higher. Because then you'll see what you got. You know what I'm saying? It it wasn't like he was dominating, you know what I'm saying, when he was the Memphis coach, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he dominated that, that conference for that one year. For that one year. But, you know what I'm saying, at the end of that, you know what I'm saying, then he beats BYU in a bowl game. But then the next year you get to play Auburn, and a pretty good Auburn team at that, you know what I'm saying, and you, you, you don't coach that game. I feel like they should have made them coach that game because the score to that game was 31 to 10, and I feel like you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, that's still his team. That's still everything he was doing. That's still his offense, his his players, and all that. I felt like Virginia Tech should have forced him to play out that game, and that way they could have seen that he wasn't ready. To be coaching no power five team. And I say that because I'm going to go down these quick uh, stats and all that for the next few seasons where he does coach. He is a coach in the power five team, and that's my Virginia Tech Hokies. Okay, so 2016, you become head coach of the team. You know, it's not really your team that you have. You know, it's Frank Beamer's team at the end of the day. Uh, so you come there, you you get to be a face of the team. You don't even really get to run your offense. You know what I'm saying? So you're running somebody else's offense. The defense is still controlled by Bud Foster. So you know what I'm saying? So everything that you're doing right now isn't really yours. So you go 10-4 and four that season. Uh, In the conference, you go 6-2. So like I say, somebody else's team makes you look real good. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else's team makes you look real, real good. Has all the scenes and all that. So, and the thing about having all these seniors, it really gives you a good chance to create your system next year. Okay, so 6-2 in the conference. Uh, He goes that game, even with the players we have, he goes to that uh, ACC conference championship, play Clemson, uh, and it's just a blowout that game, 42-35. not really of a matchup. We got some points late in that game, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. He was he had a chance to finish out that that season with some seniors and send some guys on their way for the ACC uh title just against Clemson. But you know what I'm saying. wasn't able to handle them at the time, so that really that really set off uh a lot of things just for me. And you know what I'm saying. Got a chance to play in the Belk Bowl versus the Razorbacks that year. We won that game 24-35. I, I want to keep mentioning the fact that this was Frank Beamer's team because it clearly was. Uh, okay, so we get to the next year, 2017. You know what I'm saying? This is really a chance for 
this is an excusable year. And if you and if you don't understand what I say about it, I say I say that because I want to say excusable because you know what I'm saying it's a year where he trying to really this the chance where he really trying to create his mode on the team so far as getting the players he like so far as recruiting uh start working players towards some goals that he want to achieve uh so that's you know you get what i'm saying he's really starting to change the environment the way he wants it in this year so this is really an excusable year for him but still a year that you hope that you know what i'm saying he makes a positive year so far as the season uh and not too bad that year. We still had a few players left from the other team. Nine and four uh, overall, five and three in the conference. Uh, went to the Camping World uh, bowl game that season versus Oklahoma State Cowboys. Lost. This was the start of the Fuente bowl game losing streak. Like I said, he only won one bowl game. In his in this tenure that he has going right now, uh, of five years right now, so uh, lost that game twenty one to thirty. Uh, like I like like the team started. I I noticed the change that I noticed uh, that we have right now is really well. It's real consistent right now, but it was a change at that time that I noticed on the team so far as offensively, we started to struggle so far as finding a quarterback. Also, we struggle so far as identity as offense as offense and uh just so far as talent, I know uh we struggled a lot, we struggled a lot just so far as getting folks in there in these next few years uh like I say, offense came became really repetitive because it looks like we were doing the same things over and over and over. defense had to make some plays, but you know we lost that game twenty one to thirty. To Oklahoma State had a chance to, you know, what I'm saying to show the world that he could make something happen with uh, a team that he was trying to turn over to make his own. So he couldn't really do it. So far as uh, had a positive season, but you know, what I'm saying really couldn't do it. So it couldn't do much so far as making it happen in that bowl game. Uh, okay, so 2018, uh, a, a down year for my boys. You know, we six and seven that year, four and four in the conference, make it to the military bowl. Luckily, you know, soon make that six win, uh, make it to the military bowl, uh, where we play Cincinnati 35 to 31 loss in that game. Like I say, once again, you know, Cincinnati team, we should have beaten, uh, at the end of the day, but you know, uh, a game once again, like I say, our, our team and and like I say, it, it, we something that became consistent. I noticed with the team was uh that our offense was real, really, really repetitive. And if it wasn't for the talent that we had, then I noticed a lot of plays that we would make on offense and stuff like that wouldn't wouldn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Just off the fact that defenses just be ready for what whatever we about to do. Uh, just seemed like a lot of spirit wasn't there no more. I know a lot of people times, even when announcers try to announce a oh, whole time for some Beamer ball, uh, it's really not too many special, special team plays while he's been there. Uh, still has some here and there. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to flex like he it hasn't been any, but you know what I'm saying? Not as many as it would be, uh, as it used to be just cause I feel like the football spirit just isn't there no more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
And like I was saying in that uh, that 2018 season, another season where we struggled to find a quarterback. We we going through quarterbacks trying to find somebody to be a leader. Uh, also, we maybe had some folks that we could have had. We let a lot of people go, kicked a lot of people off the team that were seniors. Uh, a lot of crazy things happened in that 2018 season that that uh, resulted in that six and seven season. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to fake the funk like you know what I'm saying it was a perfect season so a lot of things happened within that season a lot of seniors left and stuff like that people chose not to come back but then again that's all that's all on culture you know what I'm saying uh that 2019 season put, picked it up a little bit more but then again uh offense still repetitive still repetitive like I said if it wasn't for the talent we wouldn't be making a lot of plays defense uh I know Bud Foster was getting ready to leave out it was his last year. Uh, defense so far as the linebackers. Linebackers look really slow, look sloppy. You know what I'm saying? I played linebacker, so to see to see that linebacker play that I be seeing sometimes just be driving me crazy. People are not making it to certain spots. So far as running sideline to sideline, we do not have that type of talent at linebacker right now. Uh, we got some people that can plug a hole or something like that, but you know what I'm saying? That's what we got these tackles for. But you know what I'm saying, linebackers they, they big, they slow, uh, not too well in coverage, which don't really help the DBs out much. Uh so you know what I'm saying, but then again it goes all into recruiting and, and how we prepare. And that's all falls on at the foot of the coach also. So but like I said, offense we still struggle so far as finding a quarterback here and there, swapping the quarterbacks, uh, back and forth, back and forth that year. Uh, luckily, we made it to the Belt Bowl where we played Kentucky. I actually had an opportunity to be at that game and see that game live uh, where I was hurt to see us lose another game like we lost many the, the prior two years. So far, I'm speaking on the 2018 season also where we lost a lot of games where people came back at the end of those games and beat us. And if you're a Virginia Tech Hokies fan and you pay attention to the games, you that that was heartfelt right there because you like you know you felt that we we lost a lot of games where you know what I'm saying teams came back on us and won the game just off the fact that our offense was just so repetitive and it's happened again this year the past three years now it's happened again this year our offense is so repetitive we do the same plays over and over and over once a play works it doesn't give you the right to to do the play seven more times after that play was worked. And and that's why I spoke on the fact that just because of the talent we have is the only reason these plays are able to work. So, you know what I'm saying? Forcing something to work seven times after it works the first time isn't really a, a creative mindset, Mr. Fuente. You know what I'm saying? you running a, a, a quarterback draw and getting a touchdown off of that. And I'm speaking on a previous game. Getting a, a touchdown off of that doesn't mean the next offensive series, you come out here and try to run the same play twice in the same series, sir. That's not that's not creative offense. Uh, but yeah, we lost that belt belt game, uh, belt bowl game, thirty thirty seven. When they came back, we let uh, one player literally beat us a whole game. Like I said when I was speaking on the, the linebackers, the linebacker play was terrible. Uh, couldn't make sideline to sideline tackles, couldn't do too much covering so far as the middle. 
Uh, it was real sloppy. It looks the same this year so far as the defense. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and speak on this season right now where we uh, – my boy is 4-3 right now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? 4-3 overall right now where we're looking kind of shaky, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? I'm always going to root for my boys, you know what I'm saying, through and through. But, you know – Another season where this guy is, is is like pretty much just ruining this team. We used to be a team based on defense, you know what I'm saying, even on offense, you know what I'm saying, through the great names of offense, Tyrod Taylor, Michael Vick, you know what I'm saying, Marcus Vick, you know what I'm saying, some big, some big names, man, that come through their offense. And like I said, this man's been here for five seasons and struggled and has still struggled to find one quarterback. Like that's And that's blowing my mind. Uh, like how you been here so long and haven't found one quarterback to to place on this team. And like I say, one of the things they kept mentioning about this guy is that he was uh specialist when it came to quarterbacks. And so I don't understand why he wasn't real special at, at this school so far as finding a quarterback, uh, no matter where you were. Uh, Frank Beamer was able to make a, a quarterback out of every every player he almost – brought there in each one of them from Virginia. So uh, I can't, you know what I'm saying, give him too much pass on him being able to say that that's a real issue for him. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to go ahead and wrap that up. Uh, I had to spend a little minute on that because, you know what I'm saying, that was a little heartfelt for me, but I had to get that in there. You know what I'm saying? I had to I had to, I had to get out that off my chest. Uh, but I'm going to do a quick lit piece real fast, uh, and it's going to be, just so far as the Heisman candidate, I know it's a little early, but you know what I'm saying? They already got their eyes on a few folks, and I'm just go down the list right now. And the list I'm going down, this is literally uh, based off the points that they have right now on this list. Uh, at one, we got Justin Fields. That's Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields right now. He got 908 passing yards, uh, 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh 57 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. At number two, you got Zach Wilson at BYU, uh, who's at 2,512 passing yards, 22 touchdowns to two interceptions, 158 uh, rushing yards, and eight touchdowns. So, you know what I'm saying? Wilson at BYU doing his thing right now. Like I said, BYU is ranked. So, you know what I'm saying? They're doing their thing right now at number eight. Uh, Kyle Trask, who, you know what I'm saying, has been playing well this year, uh, at 21-71 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at 18-33 right now, that's, uh, 17 pa- touchdowns to two interceptions, and that's only really due to, because he, he has missed the past two games due to COVID, so, you know, uh, I'm sure once he gets back, those numbers will jump back out there. I know he's ready to hit the field again. Uh, he got 71 rushing yards right now at four touchdowns for the season. Uh, the next, we got Mac Jones. That's Alabama. Uh, 21-96 passing yards, 16 touchdowns to two interceptions, negative uh, nine rushing yards, but one touchdown. So, uh, next you got De'Eric King at 
2086, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions, 421 rushing yards to three touchdowns. Now, these last few guys are, are some new folks or some new faces, but at the end of the day, like I was saying, so far as the rankings, these boys coming up, man. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, for Indiana, he only got 1,070, you know what I'm saying, uh, passing yards with nine touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, two rushing yards, actually, with two touchdowns. Um, you got Grayson McCall for Coastal Carolina. Like I said, like, man, man, these schools coming up, boy. But you got Grayson McCall, quarterback right now. Their offense for Coastal Explosive. Uh, they got 13. He had 1393, 16 touchdowns to one only one interception. And... 271 rushing yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, my guy, that I'm about to speak on now, you know what I'm saying, doing it big right now, uh, holding it down for Liberty uh, University. Uh, so, Malik Willis, and I know the ex Auburn quarterback. I know Auburn mad about that. Want him back, I'm sure. Uh, got his, got his boys right now undefeated. But Malik Willis right now, 1645 passing yards, 15 touchdowns to one interception. Check this out, 700 rushing yards right now, nine rushing touchdowns. This boy is balling. I'm sure Auburn pretty pretty mad about letting him go. Uh, also, they had one defensive guy out there this year, uh, and it's Jeremiah Awusu Coramore. And that's for Notre Dame. He got here with 23 solo tackles, 34 total, one and a half sack, two forced fumbles, one interception, one fumble return, one fumble return for a touchdown. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one person I'm going to throw out there, they didn't have him on the list, but I'm sure he'll be on the list. That's due to, you know what I'm saying, Notre Dame being undefeated right now and being at number two is their quarterback book. Uh, he had 1,818 yards, 11 touchdowns to one interception, 364 rushing yards, and six touchdowns. So, uh, I'm sure he'll be on there, like I say, not too long, especially, uh, as the week progresses this week, especially, uh, when they look a little bit more into college football. But, you know what I'm saying, that was going to be the, my last discussion so far as, this college football uh, aspect of the episode. Also, uh, I'm going to try to discuss a little bit more on another episode and try to go a little more in-depth also on some other teams and some other divisions of college football because, you know, I don't only just watch, you know what I'm saying, Division 1A and, uh, and the big schools and my boys. I watch a lot of other football, you know what I'm saying, myself coming from an NAIA division. I like checking out some low, lower levels, you know, Division 2, Division 3. Like I say, NAIA, you know, I like checking out all levels of college football. I like watching high school football. I'm I'm a big fan of football. So uh, if I can catch a good semi-pro game some days, I'll check that out. Because, you know, just checking it out, man, live football, live games are always interesting to me. So I'm always trying to check something out. You know, like I say, I'm going to try to do a little bit more research so far as I got a lot of people, a lot of places. So. We're gonna try to get a little, try to give a little more teams a lot, a little shine, especially on this no comp podcast. You know what I'm saying? If it's no comp, I'll make sure it's literally no comp, and we're gonna try to get each team we can uh, a little light. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
don't be surprised if you hear a school from your area, no matter where you're listening from. Uh, if you hear this school from your area or something like that, a team or something like that, I'm speaking all from your area because, you know, like I say, I'm trying to, I, I, I like football on no matter what level it's on. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to make sure I try to get that out there for everybody. Uh, not just my area, but each area, no matter where you at. So, uh, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? We got some new things coming up. Also, that I'm going to try to discuss, just like a quick announcement, uh, basketball, you know what I'm saying, they just had a meeting on that, discussing if they're going to try to have a little something, trying to start the season back on the 22nd, my opinion on that, uh, mm, I think it might be a little too soon, but then again, you know what I'm saying, when you're dealing with money, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, you, you need that, you want that money ASAP, so. And a lot of times, that's what it's about. Uh, so, you know, the faster they can get that going, the faster they, they can get start getting that, that money to them in their pockets. So, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, they consider maybe 72 games uh, starting on the 22nd. But like I said, it's a lot going on right now. So a lot for me to discuss. I'm going to try to discuss a little bit more, uh, try to do a little bit more episodes, maybe start doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You hear me, I say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going to try to do a little bit more uh, so that way I can get a little bit more content out there, try to get a little bit more out there so far as the health wellness. I, like I say, I do love my health wellness segments. And like I say, I, I've been reading up on a lot of things so that way when I come at you with the health wellness segment, it's going to be information on top of information on top of information. So get ready for that. Uh, but like always, you know what I'm saying, I want to thank, all of those who are out there listening is important. There's no competition, no competitors movements. We are trying to bring some big things to the world, reach everyone we can with this health wellness segment. The world has already woken up to better eating habits. We are trying to help keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody again for listening. Uh, if you ever need some information on anything I've discussed, I try to go, like I say, uh, pro football focus, uh, ESPN, uh, so just so far as the health wellness segments, you know what I'm saying, like I say, try to keep you informed about this COVID-19 uh, thing that's going on, so uh, cdc.gov, once again, that's cdc.gov, you can find any information on that you want, uh, but just to catch any episodes so far as on this uh, No Comp podcast, you just, all you got to do is type in nocomp.podomatic.com once again that's nocomp.podomatic.com and like I always say thanks for everybody for listening we're going to try to make this no comp podcast number one in the world uh, number one on Podomatic so you know what I'm saying with you guys listening and supporting we're going to make it happen if, like I always say if you got any questions anything like that uh, anything I discuss you can reach me at any of my pages that's on instagram and facebook so you know what i'm saying we're gonna try to be on all social media platforms uh instagram that's no comp uh on instagram you just type that in i'm sure you can find the page but if you need to you can type in the whole name that's no competitions no competitors uh, on facebook all you do have to do is type in no comp tenon that's t-i-n-n-i-n if you need to if you if you don't know how to spell that that's all you got to type in no comp tenon you'll be able to find that on facebook uh man but 
I want to thank you guys for listening and have a beautiful